four canon episodes in and I felt like it was time to change our name. So are we planning on doing this every four episodes? Maybe. Did we just finish season one? Is that what just happened? It's possible. Yeah. This uh, officially starts season two and ta-da, brand new name. No, this is uh, this was an interesting thing for us because you and I did not agree on this decision and that just that in itself was interesting. Well, okay. So did not agree on the decision is a very a very black and white way to put it. It wasn't contentious. It just we had very different reactions to should we or shouldn't we change the name. By the way, our name was Save It for the Show. You know, we we came we came about that name very organically during episode 0. We both really liked it. We knew it's a common phrase, so it's it's not like we expected no, you know, there were no other podcasts that had that name. But after between episode zero and episode one, you did a little research. There's a very, well, I don't know how popular it is, but it's a, a longstanding podcast with a little bit of an audience. I, I don't know. I've never listened to it, but um, they've got almost 300 episodes uh, and they reached out to us on Twitter. and were like, you know, what's going on, man? What's the deal? And we just kind of ignored it the first couple weeks um and then when i posted on twitter about episode three when it came out last friday i had a few people reach out to me just kind of like same same thing that happened to you except it wasn't a person from the show that was reaching out to me um saying you know like didn't you know there's already a show with this name and i gave them our reason of like yeah we knew that but we're small potatoes like and it's a common phrase you know all that stuff um but these two people, they were like, well, you know, do it, do whatever you think, but just from personal experience, you know, I really think you should rename it. Like, you I don't, I don't think they said do it, do whatever you think. I think they said, I think they said they change it. They weren't being egregious about it. No, though. they, they were being, being very egregious. helpful, I thought. And so I kind of, I took that in and I was like, well, okay, you know, like, yes, we're not, we don't have thousands of listeners. Um, we're just doing this for fun, but at the same time, I was like, you know what, let's make it something that's our own if we can. Right. I mean, if we can find something that's just slightly different, but still unique and has the same spirit of what, what we came across, came across in that episode, why wouldn't we do it? You know? And, but nothing, nothing just really sounded as great. So, so my, my argument pretty much was that save, save it for the show to me is, is becoming, and ha- I think it has become a common phrase that podcasters use. Oh yeah, to talk about the act of saving things for the show. I mean, stop um, talking about it on Twitter. Save it for the right. show. Right, that 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 that's a thing. So, um, my exhibit A was that follow up. Like, there's lots of shows called follow up. There's um, lots of shows called spoiler alert. Yeah, they're all you know all kind of similar type of things. There's also upon further review was one that I found really There's early. A, a lot. Yeah. A and lot of those. So, so my argument was kind of like, Hey, like these things will happen. We don't need to avoid being someone else's name, but if we could come up with a solid name, like I was going to be all right with that. And I was fine because you felt like we, like we should change it. And really what sold it for me. And I haven't told you this yet. What sold it for me was that I thought about sometime in the future when you'll be able to ask Siri to play you a podcast and that if we kept the name the same, 
particularly of a show that has soon 300 plus episodes, then we're never going to be the same for the show podcast that gets played when you ask Siri to play the podcast saver for the show. I, I like it. That's a, if if that's what it took to to turn you. I'm I'm fully on board with that. Which, by the way, uh, Anchor, who we use for distribution, um, according to them, that you can say "Hey Dingus," our play, our our name, and it should work. I haven't tried it yet. I, I thought about doing it on the HomePod. You're talking um, the Echo device, or no? HomePod well, it or... says yeah. For it says for the HomePod. So I know so. that I, I I think it will work on the Echo device. Um, because I believe that's how Relay FM has done subnet. Right. I think subnet is an anchor show, and that's that's how they have it. Part of flash briefings that are gotcha. part of the yeah. part of the Echo. Yeah, I haven't tested it, but supposedly that works now. By the way, we've been talking about this for five minutes. I haven't even said what the name of the show is. Um, it's it's basically the same name. We just changed one word, so we changed show to Mike. So it's now save it for the mic. You know, it doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue as as well as save it for the show. But as an old old time, as a former radio uh, person, and I say that very lightly because I was never professionally in radio. I just did radio in college. Um, I have an affinity for microphones, so I I was really drawn to it when we kind of started to land on that as an idea, and then doing the doing the the uh, cover art. I was like, yeah, I like this. I think it looks. I just thought it looked a lot better, but, um, it, all of this though, to me was really interesting because it was something that we didn't really agree on. And just like the, the nature of working through that and like trying to find a compromise, you know, it, it was, it was, it was interesting. It was, I felt like it was interesting too, because I very much gathered that you basically agreed with the folks on Twitter who made some valid points about why we should or probably would want to change the name. And I expressed that I disagreed with them. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't, neither of us, I don't think was insistent. And I I think it really just came down to, well, can we find a, a, a solid other name? Yeah. And then when I thought of the, when I thought of the, the voice assistant, playing our podcast someday <laughs> or not then that that's sealed the deal for me all right new name save it for the mic i like it philip has i do like now my, my first comment <laughs> of it was that i don't hate it that's which what, as soon as you said that i was like oh you knew it the, the the sunlight has has broken across the horizon i was excited yeah when you said that i was, I was like this is this is gonna happen um some follow-up I, I, I'll just go ahead and say this now. We're both, we're both on iOS 12 because we're, you know, we're crazy. Not crazy. Not crazy this year. I didn't think so because I kept hearing how, you know, how stable it was. And it, it is, it's, it's stable, but there have been some things about it that have bugged me and, and we're just telling you now, yes, we're on iOS 12 uh, beta. I actually, <laughs> the day the public beta came out, I got on the, the developer's beta like two hours before that. So some might say the public beta appeared because of me. I, I don't know. But uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show and, and give some impressions. But I mean, you know, it's it's fine. Uh, there's some things about it that 
severely no, your impressions later. Oh, yeah. Okay. Save it for the mic, right? That's the that's the word. Save it for later in the show. Is that is that podcast already taken? Probably. Probably. But save it for the mic was not. Our searches prove that prove that out. So um, last week I talked about how I saw on Twitter that someone had determined that with iOS 12 beta 2 that with a non-pro iPad you could run four apps really three apps and a picture in picture video yeah on on basically iPads that have 2 gigabytes of memory and I not 4 gigabytes I still can't get over this just from the example that they showed it on running on an iPad mini 4 iPad Pro 12.9 inch. I could totally understand why you would want to have four things going at the same time. But that's just utter madness. I think they were just trying to troll me specifically. But to me, it's just it's just about having the possibility of doing it. And to me, that is a lot of the difference and a lot of the contention between Mac OS and iOS and the users of those operating systems and the experience of using those operating systems is that on the Mac, you could have 24 windows on, on, your, on your display of all sorts of different sizes, overlapping, non-overlapping. You could just do whatever you want with 24, 50, 100 windows on your display, whether it's a 11 and a half inch display, you know, old MacBook Air, or whether it's a, you know, beautiful 27 inch, you know, 5K iMac. I mean, you can have as many windows and you are completely customizable. Now, as you're saying... That can just be madness. That can just be, you know, not not even necessary. But the fact that you can do it, to me, is in stark contrast to what you have in iOS, and particularly what you had in iOS before iOS 9, if I remember correctly. When I mean, they first initiated When they first multitasking. initiated multitasking. And then it gets a revamp in, in 11. Correct. So back then, when it was just one app and that's it. And it doesn't matter. And now they didn't have the 12.9 screen. Of course those came together and then, you know, there's, there's reasons that they did come together, but they had a 9.7 inch iPad screen that is perfectly good for two apps. But I don't think there's any argument for the fact that two split screen apps on a 9.7 can be great. Um, but I mean, they were limiting you to one app, um, let alone if we go further back into history, um, you're looking at iOS, I'm going to say four, but uh, probably, you know, plus or minus one. I'm, I'm going to guess. I think it was iOS four when the iPad came out in the first gen iPad. It was. Out. So, so well, iOS, iOS 3.2 is what the iPad, the original okay. iPad had when it came out. And it was interesting because the iPhone four came out in June and had iOS four. And I don't believe that they married the two operating systems. It may have been iPhone. And that's OS why I said it because I, I knew that. The four came out in the fall, and then the iPad nah, came four, out. Four came out in four came out in the summer, in oh, June. Okay. So they announced it at W. So the four came out in June because because the four is interesting, and we can go down big rabbit holes because I love this stuff. The four came out in in June, and it was it was the, the last, last one phone to come, to come out in June in the summer. Yeah. Um. Now, the four, the black four, <laughs> came out in June. The white four, the white the four, the, the black Verizon four came out in February, and then the white iPhone, I believe, came out at the beginning of April, if I remember correctly, um, maybe end of April even, um, which could have been two months before a 4S, but was not because the 4S then started us on yeah. our current 
um, uh, the, the present and future of this this reign of of the iPhone coming out in September, maybe October, maybe maybe November. <laughs> was it the beginning of November that the ten came out, or was it the yes. end of October? Yeah. Like it was November 3rd, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was the first week of November. Okay, that's what I thought. So all that to be said is that back then, so what I was referring to back in those OSs was that you didn't have multitasking. So not only did you just have one app on screen, but whatever was on screen was the only thing running anything. Yeah. And we're even talking audio, you know, other than, other than music, I do believe, other than what they called iPod back then. Um, I think that's what, I think that's what the music was called. It's, it's definitely on the original iPhone. They may have switched it to music when they went to iPhone 3G and iPhone OS 2. Yeah, I don't remember. It gets fuzzy back then. But all, all that to be said that, I mean, if you wanted um, like a, I don't even know if there were podcast apps at that point, but if you wanted, uh, like I know when you play Pandora, for instance, which I used to do, when you play Pandora, you had to have it be the Active. app. The active app, and that was it. And if you needed to go like respond to a text message, like your your music was gonna pause until you got back to the Pandora app. So all that to be said um, is that I really just I love to see iOS push into more capability, even if it's even if it's ridiculously, arguably <laughs> ridiculously so, just because the more the more capable it is, then the more. Um, the more shapes it can fit and the more places, the more places it can be useful. All that to say <laughs> that, um, that Federico Vatici reported on connected, um, and, and rightfully so, I think, because when he made this point, then it really does make it make sense why this hasn't been capable at this point is that that's a bug. Um, and that <laughs> when beta three comes out, oh, no. that you should not expect to be able to run any more than, Two apps in picture in picture, which I think the limit. Yeah, um, that's how it was before. That you have right now on a two gigabyte um, iPad, and that's because you're just asking for it to break down. I mean, you're asking for an app to not not just you know. I mean, because honestly, when you use a two gigabyte iPad and you go big app to big app to big app, then frequently you'll see that oh, this app's got to completely load itself. Yeah, you know. It doesn't, it's so not it's saved a, anymore. It's just a RAM limitation. It's just a RAM limitation because, yeah, I mean, when you're looking at whatever the system's going to be using, then you've probably, what, got like a gig and a half of RAM left. And if you've got picture-in-picture picture and three apps going, then, I mean, you're quickly going to run into a scenario where you're potentially going to have an app crash, and then what's it supposed to do then? And, of course, Apple is just going to protect you from that and um, and just not allow you to do that. And that is that is especially their want on iOS. So... Standard, just two apps and picture in picture for the two gigabyte iPad. Sorry, everyone. We got your hopes up. All you iPad mini four users getting excited about having four apps running on your seven inch screen. We apologize. iPad mini four users are excited about nothing because there is no future for them. Dang. It is a truth. It is a rough lifestyle. I share their pain with my iPhone SE. We, we hold bated breath. (laughs) For the fall. We? You got a mouse we in will, your pocket? We will, we will not. We will not. The, the community. The oh, iPhone oh, SE community. Me and, yeah. me and John Moltz. Gotcha. We hold bated breath for the fall, but we won't get into that because we got a lot of other stuff to talk about. Speaking of picture in picture, last week we talked about, I don't even know how this came up, but we were talking about the YouTube app and how... Uh, so YouTube Premium is now a thing. Um, and, and 
because it's a thing that it got talked about on podcasts and those podcasts explain that with YouTube red, which is now getting kind of migrated into YouTube premium, which also includes YouTube music. Um, that one of the things that YouTube premium gave you that YouTube red gave you also is background audio. audio yeah. And we were talking about how they still weren't doing picture in picture. And we discussed a little bit about why YouTube doesn't do picture in picture because then they can't auto roll into the next, the next ad, which would then auto roll into the next video in this vicious cycle. Well, a uh, new story coming out this week that they are releasing picture in picture, but only for Android users, but completely for free, which I think is pretty neat. But is it seems like they're really using this as some kind of, um, I don't know how much of an advantage it is, but I mean, it's just, it's one thing that they could say, Hey, no, we're not going to put that on Apple. This might actually keep, you know, a certain group of people staying on Android. It just bugs me because I want it. I want it so badly, especially on my iPad. Really? Yes. Really? Uh, that, that makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. I especially want it on, well, I take that back. I just want picture in picture period on the iPhone really badly because there's all sorts of times where like, I just, I mostly want the audio from, I mean, it, it, honestly, it harkens back to the days that I was just speaking about where if you're watching the game, if you're watching the, the watch ESPN game on your phone and you want to go respond to a message or yeah. see the, see post on Twitter or read an article while you're watching the game, particularly if it's like a, a baseball, I mean, certain types of games, like you'd love to kind of read something while you watch the game um, would make, would make more sense than others. But uh, soccer is, is that way, especially, I mean, I'm, I've been watching the world cup. Um, Go Germany. Wait, <laughs> I don't really know nine. what's going on. <laughs> so I've been watching the world cup and I would love to like soccer is a kind of great one, you know? Yeah. I mean, Golf would be very much this way if you ever watch golf on your phone. Like you would love to do something while you're watching the. But come on, man. What could you possibly do on your little four inch screen? Would you just want to keep the audio going or do you actually want to see picture in picture well, so in some a little way? Bit of both. I mean, you already get this in like inner app in Facebook yeah. and, and ESPN even. So ESPN, True. um, just with, with, with their newest updates, um, while you're watching something, they'll actually have, um, if you're holding it in portrait mode, then they have articles at the bottom that you can hit. And if you hit one, it just kind of shrinks your video down to the corner and gives you as much space to read. And it's, it is plenty of space on a four inch phone even, <laughs> um, you know, depending on what you're watching and how closely you're watching it. And, um, I mean, yeah, if you want to the iPad mini four sympathizer, if you want to see, you know, pitch location, then no, you're not going to see that when it goes to the corner. But you know, if you just want to hear it and if you want to see them try to catch the foul ball too soon, way too soon, <laughs> sorry, way too soon. Uh, I couldn't resist. Oh man. <laughs> now we're like, <laughs> I just totally derailed Philip. So is this, um, I didn't, I didn't read this article yet. And now I'm, I'm reading it. I'm ashamed, ashamed to say that I didn't read it yet. Um, but this is on phones. Is that true? On Android phones? As far as I understand. That's awesome. Isn't it? I long for it. Now, has this, has this been available to YouTube Red subscribers with Android phones? I don't think so. I don't think Picture in Picture was available at all until until this. That's my understanding. 
I just brought it back because we were talking about it last week. Mm-hmm. And I did uh, today. I, I saw a really interesting article on uh, Apple Insider about a way to trick Safari in um, High Sierra to play YouTube picture in picture. And I tried it and it worked and I thought it was fabulous. So is this the right click method? Yeah. So the right click method, um, I feel bad that I didn't tell you about it. Has it always been there? I I used that like two years ago. Oh, okay. Well, thanks, Phil. But great friend. (laughs) Actually, the right click method, that sounds like some awful like thing you would hear in health class or something. I don't know. Those things in health class were awful. Yes. But yeah, so that that's been that's been a possibility. I mean, yeah, I use that um, at, at least two years ago. I tried it out today. Thing. Looks great on my twenty-seven inch iMac. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna continuously do that now while I'm at work. I'll Absolutely. be paying attention to my work. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. I'm, I'm not worried. Air power follow up. What what is this about? So I was listening to Connected this week, and they were talking about what we talked about, what everybody's talked about, which is that. Where is Air Power and why in the world was this announced so far in advance? I mean, just incredibly, incredible miss for Apple and, uh, you know, unforced error. Right. Know? I mean, like no reason you had to, you had to announce this early. And it's just it's so strange to see Apple who very often to their detriment doesn't say anything um, earlier. I mean, for instance, with the uh, with the recent uh, keyboard, what do they call it? A service agreement? I can't remember what the term is for this new keyboard coverage. It's like a like a program service coverage, a service yeah. program. Um, so like it would kind of of behooved them to say that before this week. I mean, there's. I'm I sure mean, these been... keyboards have only been out since 2015, right? And it's. 2018. So So, usually they take their time. Now that's, that's obviously a very different, um, a a very different case, but at the same time they announced AirPod in September that it was going to ship this year. They, I think think they they just said said October. I think they just said shipping in October. No, 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 no. Because why was October in my head though? October's in your head because the iPhone eight came out in October iPhone 10 came out in November. AirPower was was announced as coming in. Oh wait, in, I thought you I thought you were talking about AirPods, sorry. We'll get there. We'll step back. Yeah. We'll step back and then we'll step back all the way to 2006. Yeah, I don't even know if they said did did they even say So they like said so at one point they said early 2018. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of their copy interestingly switched to 2018. The early and mysteriously gave him a little bit more breathing room. Mysteriously disappeared, but at the same time, everybody was like, "Well, you know, 2018." They said early 2018, and obviously, if they announced it that September, surely it's coming in the spring. You know, surely it'll come out with something in in the March April timeframe, where they usually have kind of a a soft release, like they had the you know the iPad. Sixth generation, I think it is at this point. The iPad 2018, nice educational event they had with that. So they announced it so far in in advance. A a lot of the articles, um, I mean, German's article especially, kind of put some context around that to where they announced the AirPods. No, I'm sorry. Before we get to the AirPods, they announced the HomePod Mm. that was going in June to ship in December. 
and then it eventually came in February, yes. if I remember right. And they announced the AirPods in September to ship in October. That's what I was thinking of. And they yeah. eventually came in December. Yeah, they and did. so happy so it's kind Christmas, of, everyone. <laughs> December twenty second. Um, so they they kind of have thrice. Yeah, and once one is still hanging out there. Recent, <clears throat> recent track record hasn't like been great. Thrice have have over promised and under delivered, which is just mind blowing for a historical Apple viewer because they are just incredible at doing the opposite. I mean, this is one thing that Gruber talks about often is that one of just the the hallmarks of Apple is that they underpromise and and overdeliver. So I was thinking about this and Stephen Hackett mentioned that they're they're just they're just creating a check that's too big for them to to cash. I feel like there's some better phrase in them. I'm trying to get out there, but they they are doing that and they've done it three times. But the time that they did that to the most extreme was when they announced an iPhone in January of 2017 to ship in June of 2017 that had a number of apps that were <laughs> screenshots when journal when when journalists launched them in their demos. I mean they had they had no business saying that they were going to release a working iPhone in January of 2007. Seven. Okay. Yeah. You said 2017. Early. I did. I did. <laughs> so you can fill it in your, in your mind. You know what I meant. Yeah, I, I was, I was tracking with you. Yes. I was just waiting for you to, you know, give yourself another chance. Thank you, chat room. <laughs> so January, 2007, they say, this is what we're going to release in June, 2007. Now they, I mean, to, to do it, they, they pulled people off of leopard. They, I mean, speaking of pushing things. So leopard was supposed to be released, I think in June as well at WWDC. And they released leopard instead in October. Interestingly, they said publicly that leopards, Le- we said leopard was going to come in June, 2007. It's not going to because, and yeah. I think, I think this, I think this is in their press statement. This is not just rumor because we are, Moving it, we are borrowing engineers from the Mac OS team, Mac OS 10 team at that point, to finish iPhone, original iPhone on time so we can still launch it in June. All that to be said, that sometimes, sometimes it can pay. I mean, if, if you can, if you can bet big, you gamble. Well, and they were out, they were very upfront about it then. They haven't been upfront about what's going on now. Well, okay. They weren't as, they I put mean, in a press release. Okay. They put in a press release that they were going to take these engineers and, and put them on the iPhone team for a temporary amount of time to finish it. But they still, it was not sensible to say in January that they were going to have the product that they had in June. I mean, they're, they're like, if they would have like, to me, the, the risk that they took in, in January of 2007 to say, this is what we're going to give you in June, 2007 was a way bigger risk. I mean, they were counting on things falling into place way more, I think. And this will come out in the wash, you know, a year, two, three, four down the road, way more than certainly AirPods, certainly HomePod. And I would argue very much (laughs) air power. Right. I mean, yes, yes. I'm sure they were having heat issues that they're still having, um, and I mean, there's, there's part of the story that they've just kind of scrapped the entire design and had to go with something completely different. Um, 
but air power is not going to change the world. No, like, uh, the iPhone did. And yeah. to me, like that, that is like the audacity <laughs> of, of saying that we are, we are going to give this to you in June is that we didn't know it then, but this would eventually be the product of all products that have been released in the modern age. I would argue. I mean, especially when it comes to technology, if you want to narrow that to technology, it's an easy win. Are you trying to say that air power can't do that? <laughs> you know, it is, it is just kind of three mats, not next to each other, but inside of one another. So yes, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's a little less, just a little, but to me, that, that's interesting context to me is that you can hate on Apple and many will. And, and eh, hate on them is the right word. You can, you can question them plenty, for missing by two months, for missing by two months, and then for missing by X, a year. Yeah. X number of months to be determined, right, with this, with this air power. But there is something very, there is something special to be had if they, now this, this is kind of different in this case, but I just feel like keeping that in mind that there was this time and there've been other times when they've, they've, promised and and delivered right and i mean look at look at the airpods you know that that took longer but the product we got was amazing incredible home pod a little bit different story i mean you have people on both sides like some people will say it just feature wise it was kind of limited but it was always going to be that i don't think going longer would have changed that and then you have people that think oh, it's great for what it is it's a it's a music player you know so AirPods is a better example of it was worth the wait, although the wait wasn't near as long. And I mean, it's a, it's a charging mat. So, you know, it's not gonna dazzle us like, like AirPods did. So why, why did they, why did they do this to themselves? That's that's the question. I don't know. I mean, they, they still expected people and hoped people would buy either the Mophie or the Belkin that they sold in stores as they sold you an iPhone eight or an iPhone 10. So it, it wasn't that they wanted you to hold off on yeah. buying one. It wasn't that it was going to be the only way that you could wirelessly charge. I, it, it's, it's a tough call for me. I, it doesn't make any sense. And it would be, it's, it's such a miss too, because if they didn't, especially even when they, did announce air power, but especially if they didn't announce air power, then the story would have been Qi charging and these mats, they're fine. No problem. But you know, I bet you if Apple did one, it would be just like rock solid, you know, and all people, all people would really be asking for, cause they wouldn't know They wouldn't, I don't know how many people would think of an AirPods case. It was cause that's almost seems, that honestly seems kind of weird. Like you're going to be wirelessly charging the AirPods for the back of the case. Right. So anyways, I don't think people would have thought about that. And I don't know that they would have thought about the Apple watch because it's not going to be able to lay flat. And to me, that could be part of the issue with air power is that it'd be one thing if, if the Apple watch was Qi charging already with like a Qi charging mat, but like it's got to be on that magnetic connector and it's got to be on there the way it wants to be. If it's, I mean, if it's a little bit off, it doesn't charge. Right. So I don't really understand. Um, Do you think the watch is the problem? I, I don't know if the watch is. I, I just. It's probably I just one of the problems. I feel like, I don't know. It would be really interesting to know how 
how far they were in September. Like, I hope that comes out at some point years down the road. It's just like, how far were you? Like, could you at least charge one of every one of kind of these devices on the mat yet? Or like, were you still trying to figure out like, well, how do we charge the Apple watch while it kind of hovers, but it being held up by its bands, you know, and can, can we charge it if it's got a, a Milanese loop on it, which, which cannot be removed or, um, whatever it may be, you know? So it's, it's just crazy to me, but anyways, so if they hadn't announced air power, People would have been saying, G charging mats, fine, but they got all these little shortcomings. If Apple did one, it'd be great. And then they'd come out when it actually was a yeah. thing, then Apple could present it to the world and say, You really thought that and I mean Schiller could just give a great little <laughs> we, you know, we we love Qi charging. Everybody's enjoyed the wireless charging. We just gave you an iPhone SE2 that's <laughs> oh, G charging. And you're, I mean, you know, we've, we've enjoyed our partnerships with Mofi and Belkin. iPad mini five. Let's just make all the Thank dreams you. come true. Thank you. You know, the MacBook now charges with G, you know, only take, only takes 44 hours, you know, to get to 50%. So just keep it there, you know, but we thought, we thought we would, we thought we'd get in the game ourselves, you know, but you know, most of you don't have one device. Let's see if you've got what, one, two, three devices. He won't even mention that most people have four or five, but because... Or eight, in your case. Here's... That's my family. Oh, okay. But a family charging mat, I wonder if that will ever be a thing with their power, but it probably won't be. They're already having heat issues. <laughs> probably not happening, but... Just have to put air power by air power by air power. But that being said, to announce that without having ruined it in this way would have been awesome. And... They, they could have gotten away with whatever it's going to cost. On Connected, they mentioned $199. I, I, what, what cost have you always thought that AirPower is going to be? I saw it being similar to the AirPods, somewhere between $150 and $175. That's pretty sensible. Some, yeah. For some reason, it's always been $99 in my head, oh, which no. makes no sense. Yeah. Now, let me just admit, when they said $1.99, $1.99, $199, I should say, <laughs> then I said, that's a lot. I was thinking $99, but then I kind of said, well, like, no, it wouldn't have been $99. No. It would have been, you're right, probably like $169 or $199. All that to be said, now when they come out with that price point. Whatever it is, it's going to be. Whatever it is. Exorbitant. It's just going to be like that on top of everything else. If they would have not announced it and then shown, we've got a mat. Now you don't need three mats. Now you can, now you got one mat to take traveling with you it's going to charge your apple watch you don't have to take that extra thing which is the hardest part to take really the hardest wire to take um your airpods just lay them down right um which i think is a real perk for a lot of folks especially if you go wireless charging because it's kind of tough because if you have airpods and you have a wireless charging phone you've still got got a you still need a wire on your nightstand if you're an old person that charges the nightstand um then you still need a wire at your nightstand if you had an air power mat then now you don't need a wire yeah. hanging around, which is which is awesome. I don't ever charge my AirPods at home. I just charge them at work. I just right, yeah. Just so have this, a lightning you know. cable just laying there, and that's when I sit down. I'll put put the AirPods in and then charge the case. That's it. The AirPods are are interesting when it comes to charging um, frequency because, like with the Apple Watch, some people will like 
hate on it, especially like Garmin users will hate on it for only having one day battery life. And like, you got to charge this thing every night. But to me, it's just like, well, yeah, like I sleep every night. So, <laughs> so I just Congrats. take it off and <laughs> I take it off and I charge it while I'm sleeping. Like, yeah. You know, I'm used to doing that with a phone. How do you sleep track, Philip? Well, you, you charge it while you shower. You and, have two watches. That's how. <laughs> that's one way to do it. All that to be said, that to me, the AirPods are kind of the diciest uh, device to, to charge because sometimes they don't need to be charged for three or four days. And sometimes they need to be charged that night or you're not going to get past 10 in the morning before it start beep, starts beeping at you. So I, I'm not in the habit of, especially because I only have one wire on my nightstand. Um, I have one lightning cable yeah, on my nightstand. You're, you're a civilized young man. So I, I usually just plug that into my phone. So I plug that into my phone overnight. And if I don't plug it in the AirPods bef- like while we're watching TV before I'm going to bed and switch the lightning cable over. And then if I forget to switch the lightning cable over, now my phone's not charged in the morning. So I, I make sure to get it plugged into my phone more than I make sure to get it plugged into my AirPods. All that to be said, just to lay down the AirPods would be great. But I don't know if it's worth $199. <laughs> right. that's, that's steep. Like I feel like... I feel like, you know what, if someone, and this is, this is for better or worse, this is how I think about, uh, buying things sometimes. Sometimes I'm just like, I want it, I buy it. That was great. I like it. Uh, who cares how much it costs? You, yeah, you definitely do that. Yeah. No, sure. You, you do that. We both do it. You do that, Levi. Eh, well, we'll talk about that at some point. <laughs> but when it comes to a $1.99 air power mat, my, my, my mind immediately goes to the fact that like. Would I have somebody pay me $200 to just make sure I plug in AirPods <laughs> nightly? Like, yeah, I would do that. You know, I would not be like, no, no, no. I just want the AirPods to never have to be plugged in. Like if, if, if the choice was AirPods for a dollar, dollar, $159 or I just keep letting you do it. AirPods with like infinity battery life, not really infinity, but just like lay them down and you're good for $359. As good as that sounds, I'm probably going, listen, like you're going to spend $200 just so you don't have to plug it in every couple of days. It's a bit extreme. Just, just come on. Yeah. Be, be, re- be reasonable, you know? And at the same time, as I lay out that scenario, <laughs> infinity <laughs> battery life seems very much worth $200. Oh man. So I don't know. Maybe I'm talking myself into it. Air power that hasn't been released yet. Can we, don't, I, we don't actually know the price of it. Speaking of AirPods, can I interest you in some new AirPods? We're we're both yes, you can frequent AirPod users. Um, and so put a pin in that because we're going to talk about this rumor about new AirPods. But I want to come back to you know, like what would it take for you to get new AirPods? Because you know what what do you, what what are they lacking? So just keep that in mind as we're talking about these rumors around potential new AirPods. Um, and it's just not, not just uh, one set of new AirPods in these rumors. There's actually two set of AirPod rumors. Uh, the first though would, would release this year, refresh new chip, hands-free Siri, which I don't know. I mean, you use Siri way more than I do, but does the hands-free Siri interest you? It would if it worked really well it's kind of like the watch situation right it's the watch very rumors. much like 
the watch. Um, cause, but, but it would almost like I use, I, I, what I use my, what I use Siri for on the watch, I feel like, well, would I replace that with hands-free Siri on the AirPods? Is a rumor that they would, it, they would just always be listening kind of like the phone does. Yeah. So you, you could just use a white telephone yeah. and but just with, with the AirPods. Now, if, if I'm just going to be able to look at my watch and start might, talking to Siri. I might actually use it more, though, than if... But I get what you're saying. Like, the watch is going to be able to do this, too. So, where is the need? Really? The watch is going to be even better. Because you're not... Supposedly. And I haven't heard anybody talk about this. And I'm disappointed in that. But, Tichi, if you're going to ruin your watch with WatchOS 5, then the least you could do... <clears throat> then the least you could do is... Tell us if this feature actually works <laughs> because it's still just unbelievable to me that you can just look at it and just start saying things that you would say to Siri. I don't know. I mean, it, it is a pretty limited set of things that I say to Siri. I set timers with Siri. I uh, create reminders with Siri. I add things to reminders lists. We talked about this some last week around just the fact that I don't use Siri a whole lot other than with the HomePod. Like, in fact, I've even just turned it off. Um, I've turned Hey Dingus off on my phone and on my iPad because I just don't use it that much. But um, you know, we'll get to the iOS 12 impressions later. But now with these Siri shortcuts, I really am starting to open my eyes to the fact that Maybe I would start using Siri a little more if I'm going to be engaging these these shortcuts. And so things like this, you know, hands-free Siri on new AirPods or, you know, being able in watchOS 5 to just raise and, and talk to your phone without having to, you know, do any special button clicks or talk, any of that. Talk non- to your watch. Yeah, yeah, talk to your watch. Yeah, sorry. Um, that's starting to interest me. But it all has to do with what's in iOS, iOS 12. It just depends on how respond how solid it is how reliable is yeah. what i'm looking for because my watch is really frustrating me especially with siri because a and i have no idea why this is but when i use the crown to initiate siri it is really really picky on how long i hold down the crown and if i hold it down too long then it like immediately doesn't listen to me and it's 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 very strange and i feel like I feel like it's like a particular problem with my watch because I just can't believe that it's the way it's supposed to actually work. But anyways, um, and and if you get the watch just like any distance away from the phone, it just refuses to do anything with Siri, which is really, really frustrating. I really hope that the cellular watch, because I have to think that the cellular watch when on cellular I believe it can use Siri. I mean, people use, people obviously use Siri to play music while they're running. I, mean, yeah. I think I've heard people talk about that. So it obviously can use Siri because right now with a non-cellular watch, I don't really understand why this is the case because Wi-Fi is a thing and has been since your <laughs> back on iBook the, G3. Back on this horse, aren't you? Or Phil Schiller jumping onto a mattress. I I don't understand why the Apple Watch can't, can't give you Siri capabilities over Wi-Fi. 
And if it can, it's just it's just reliable at that point because Wi-Fi is Wi-Fi is reliable. That's the thing about Wi-Fi. Bluetooth is just so <laughs> not freaking reliable. But but Wi-Fi, unless you get to the edge and Wi-Fi assist never ever works. We need to talk about Wi-Fi assist and the failure of Wi-Fi assist and the promise of Wi-Fi assist and the absolute an utter failure of Wi-Fi assist. Add that to our uh, potential topics uh, note. Yes. <laughs> someday. Yes. That'll be a closer someday. Um, all that to be said that I, I don't think, especially if I can just look at the watch and start, I really don't like the phrase, hey. Yeah. It, it's become more apparent the more I use my echo it's that it's, it's it's a frustration because my my children will walk up to the home pod and they'll just start saying siri play blah 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 siri play ball and it it just stone cold dead eyes them you know and they're like they get frustrated i'm like no it, this isn't that one with this one you got to say the other word and it, it it's becoming a little more frustrating the more i start to get exposure to other voice assistants so what's crazy is so Hey, Google is the worst, really, because Google is this word that like it just gets caught in your mouth. Okay, Google is actually the worst. So, okay, Google is the absolute worst, uh, uh, like call phrase or whatever, whatever we want to say. Hey, Google, I think is like third worst if we're going top four here. And hey, Siri, I think I have it turned on on my iPad. <laughs> um, <laughs> that one is i mean it's second but like alexa alexa <laughs> yep, still there she goes, yeah yeah is whisper quiet an incredible wake word because a especially for children if you just make an x sound if you just make an x sound she will respond and yeah. you know what there's not a lot of i know that uh merlin man has said that election um when it, during the election, when he would be listening to things um, that said election, 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 that that would, that would trip off because it was so close to the X sound and it's so close to the, the Alexa wake word. When you, especially with, hey, telephone, not yet um, having any, now with the watch, maybe it does, not having, having any capability of, of doing anything without you either holding the button or saying the phrase. Um, not even in between, right? Because that's one of the things, nice things with the, with the echo and and the Google home is that they've got these new features that they've rolled out and the HomePod hasn't yet rolled this out of continuing to listen to you after you finish what you just asked it to do. Um, so I think, I think that could go real time follow up. Some might say, um, this side tangent brought to you by hands-free Siri (laughs) rumors and the new AirPods, but okay. New chip. New chip means, you know, a little bit more powerful, probably some battery saving there that we would get. So longer battery, hands-free Siri. Eh, I don't know. I don't know if it's enough to pull me into getting new AirPods. How rock solid are your AirPods? Well, not super rock solid. Because that's longer me. I have them. I can't even use them for calls anymore. Anytime I'm using them to talk to someone, they they can't hear me at all. And I don't know what the deal is. I've disconnected them, reconnected them. I've cleaned them. If someone calls me and I have them in, I have to take them out to answer the call. And that's really frustrating. That's Um, crazy. Yeah. And same thing with like Voxer or anything. If I'm sending some kind of audio 
this does not work. Well, what's more frustrating is it works like 10% of the time and then 90% of the time it doesn't work. And when it does work, it's still muffled and like just pa- barely passable. I mean, you should see how, how well Siri understands you from your AirPods. Like, I wonder if your mics are just kind of messed up in some way. Anyways, but I especially, so my, my biggest deal with the AirPods is that, and I mean, now I'm running betas, so who knows where this, where this lands. I me. do feel like they're connecting a lot faster in, in people, iOS 12. People have said that. And so maybe, maybe that'll be a thing. Um, I did. So the other day, I'll save that when we get to our Um, but I will say that a a new chip to me, like the biggest advantage of a new chip would be if they acted the way they should 100% of the time. Mm, I mean, if you took one out and they stopped, which that that acts really well for me, but sometimes every now and then, um, it, it'll, it'll take a while, especially like sometimes I think I just don't even give it the chance because it's been like five, six whole seconds. Like if you were going to start back up settings, Bluetooth. Yeah. Right. Um, you're going to need some help because if this is going to take you 15 seconds, like uh, I'm not, I don't have 15 seconds to wait for you. And it sounds like we're dogging on AirPods, by the way, we we love them, but the longer we use them, I think the little things that the little hiccups become just more frustrating. All it takes is the few days a year when you forget them and you're back (laughs) with wired headphones and a, you remember that when you first got AirPods, you were really, really upset that you couldn't, uh, you couldn't d- double tap to yes, to yeah. go thirty seconds forward. It is madness trying to double tap, and <laughs> it is so like you have to just really, really be careful not to triple tap and not to single tap and not to slowly double tap so that you just play or pause and then yeah. play again. Like I forgot, so I, or I, accidentally engage Siri, or uh, I mean. That was not a way to live. Um, so that, that to me is what I would love the new chip to give us is just rock solid connection and, and, and just, just functionality. And these new AirPods would supposedly come with a new case too, that would be able to wirelessly charge. Come with, is that? I would think, right. I mean, if you're buying new ones, surely that case would be able to wirelessly charge. They're not, not, not for 159 or the rumored less than 159. Okay, well, that's fine. Maybe they're a little bit more for that, but yeah, you're, it's going to be an add on. Oh, come on. Absolutely. Come on. If you're buying new ones, I understand you'll be able to buy a separate case to wirelessly charge, but if you're buying brand new ones, if you buy brand new AirPod pros, Okay, so let's move on to the next next topic here because it wasn't just one set of AirPods that were in these rumors. Also, another set rumored for um, next year sometime that, and yeah, let, let's just give them the moniker AirPod Pro because that's that's a thing, right? Uh, noise cancellation, water resistance, and uh, biometric sensors rumored to be in there. I mean, like, what can you really monitor through your ear? I mean, that's oh, what I'm- your heart rate. Okay, really well, but- I think. I, I think that what they mentioned on, I, I really enjoyed the episode of Connected this week. And one thing they mentioned on, on Connected was how uh, slightly accurate, but not too accurate, the heart rate sensor on the Apple Watch can be, mm-hmm. um, especially just depending on the person. I don't trust my Series Zero heart rate you monitor shouldn't. anymore. <laughs> you should. I'll look at it and it'll be like, 170. I'm like, well, I don't feel like I'm dying, but 
So one thing that can be done and, and when people are working out, a lot of times they're listening to things. So AirPods are very often used um, when people are working out, very often used by us when we're not working out, especially. <laughs> but um, you could you, you could then have basically, I don't know, three heart rate sensors that almost work can together and get them work more together and average out and triangulation. Right. I mean, just a great degree, right? Like um, the first maps. Yes. Yes. Oh, what a, what a life. Um, so to me, that would, that would be a great feature. I think that would be a, a, a selling feature for them. Now it wouldn't matter to some people, but I think that would be a huge feature. I mean, that, that's a huge market and people that work out, spend money on stuff that they use to True. work out. So, I mean, you can, that, that to me is why Apple has found that, that Apple watches use for fitness and they will just milk that to uh, till the cows come home. As someone who has been looking into noise canceling headphones recently, I just can't imagine what kind of noise cancellation that that these could provide. As, it doesn't make any sense yeah, to me. It, it's it's going to be some weird, you know, processed audio thing, kind of like. Well, this sounds bad, but it's going to be some weird computational audio situation, like what they do with the HomePod. Except, I think the HomePod sounds amazing. I just can't see how this would work and not be jarring in some way. And also, like you've said, when you're wearing these, a lot of people wear these and, and work out with them. Like noise cancellation is not the greatest idea when you're out jogging or, you know, like you want to, you want to be able to hear a little bit if, if you're jogging outside. I mean, you well, know. I mean, don't all or at least most noise canceling headphones give you the ability to turn that off. They do. Yeah. So, I mean, I think these would be the same way. Um, but no, that, that doesn't really, <sighs> these are going to be, these are going to be pricey. Uh, yeah. How much are they going to be? I mean, at least two fifty somewhere in there because maybe even a little higher because <laughs> third rumor is that Apple is also working on studio uh, over ear headphones, which is interesting because they own Beats, who, you know, kind of has a big foot in that market. But um, these would even be higher end than the Beats headphones. So these would compete more with like Sennheiser and uh, Bose on the high end of, of noise cancellation. Um, so to me, I think if you've got your standard AirPods at, at 159, that was the price, right? The original price, yes, one fifty nine, and then you know the these studio headphones are going to be at least three fifty because that's the going rate for you know Sony or Bose. I mean that's just where they're at, right? So they're gonna if they're Apple, they'll probably be even a little more because that's just kind of how Apple does things. So somewhere in between that one fifty nine and three fifty is where I would think these AirPod Pros would would sit. Yeah, I mean I don't know that I don't know that those have to be priced against each other though because i don't think it just seems to be totally different use cases you said it to though me. you said these fitness nerds they like to spend money on their little tech toys right, right right so to me you don't have to price them against each other because you're you're just fine and handy if someone buys airpod pros for for fitness for working out and then some over-ear studio headphones for when they're sitting down somewhere. Yeah. Um, Maybe 229 kind of be in line with 
how their watch pricing is kind of weird sometimes. You know? For the for the AirPods Pro? Yeah. Maybe. It's always a weird number. Like, because aren't the watches like 329 and 359 or something, you know, between the, the size differences currently they for were... the GPS models, you know, non-cellular. Yeah, I've kind of lost track. They, they've got weird, track of this weird numbers this that point, yeah, don't make sense anymore. <laughs> well, so it's interesting to me that the AirPods right now, so it's interesting to me the AirPods are $159. That was a strange price when it was announced. And to me, it just continues to become stranger in my mind as the day goes by. And it's the number one complaint I hear when people ask me about my AirPods is, man, they're just expensive. So it's not that they're expensive. That's because they're worth every penny. Well, yeah, no, I don't I don't feel that way. But why are they not $149? That's what I'm saying. Apple's done weird now, things with prices absolutely, lately. Absolutely. So so Gruber, I do believe, did did um say, speaking of AirPods being expensive, put that in quotation marks, he did uh come out with an article when they very uh, when they in the first came out that Listen, if you think these are expensive, you're crazy. Because what I've heard from solid sources that they're not making as much is money that, off of them. is that they 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 did not Apple price these, right? Mm. I mean, and when you look at what is in them and how they behave compared to the rest of the I mean the rest yeah. of the market. I mean, just just the the case that they have to work with, not the the casing of the of the actual AirPod let alone the case, just the casing, the actual AirPod, the fact that they stay in sync, the fa- I mean, just the fact that they work as well as they do is incredible. Um, and for this price is great. So, so basically, I mean, they're, they're selling them at not their usual margins is, is what right. it comes down to. But I really do wonder if they, Will, I mean, there's been some, some talk about, well, especially if they come out with AirPods Pro, AirPods Pro, AirPod Pros, if, especially if they come out with some Pro AirPods, <laughs> then maybe they'll bring the regular AirPods down in price. But what do you bring them down to? Because a $10 down to $149, like why even? Maybe you, and twenty dollars down to one hundred thirty nine. One hundred thirty nine feels even stranger than one hundred fifty nine. I think you go all the way, man. You you make them the number one stocking stuffer of all time at ninety nine dollars. I mean, uh, it's not going ninety nine. I mean, maybe it goes one hundred twenty nine dollars, and you can either choose between a magic trackpad <laughs> or AirPods. There's no choice. I mean, the, the choice is obvious. Both. Last rumor with this whole audio roundup. New HomePod coming next year as well, which would be two years after it debuted. So kind of on that iPod, iPad model a little bit. Um, you don't have a HomePod. I do have a HomePod. This has been a not a not a contentious thing between us. It's just been a you can't understand why I have a HomePod. Puzzling. I've tried to explain it. I don't know if I have done a great job. Do you feel like it's worth? $375 after tax. Well, okay. I mean, is, is, is anything. I'll take that as a no. No, I, I mean, I gladly paid it and I, I have no regrets about it. Okay. Um, it's the same thing we were just talking about with, with, well, not exactly the same as the AirPods, but other things where Apple, you know, they price them at the Apple range, right? 
And so you're either okay with that or you're not based on, you know, what are you getting out of this Apple product? And so to me, the price was never, I mean, it's a steep price, right? I mean, especially when you could get two Sonos ones for the same price and get basically comparable sound out of them. I just them. feel like if I was going to get a HomePod, then I would, I would do just that and I would get two Sonos ones, I guess. But you're a Spotify user. Primarily. Uh, not right now, but probably yeah. soon again. I, I, I play the market and trials and all this sort of you stuff. Would say I'm, I'm an Apple Music user. You currently mostly listen around. <laughs> yes, I've, I've listened around, but Apple Music I've had for years now. Um, maybe since my maybe since it was released, I've had yeah. an Apple Music subscription for most or all of the months that it's been a thing. I prefer Apple Music over Spotify. I know you think this is crazy. Um, and I, I didn't have any type of speaker in my house for playing music. And I'm also a big believer in Apple products. So it just seemed like a natural product for me to be interested in. I wanted something that I could have in the living room to play music primarily. And that's so, exactly what, what it is. I'm going to give a quick Apple music anecdote. And this is the microcosm of my feelings about Apple music. Okay. So today I put on, uh, uh, first by Lauren Daigle, who's a contemporary Christian artist. And uh, so I put the song on and I do this, I do this very, very often with Apple music. I put the song on and then I go, you know, I like this song. I just want to hear more like this. So yeah. I go create a station for that song. Okay. Every time, <laughs> almost without fail, that I create a station from a contemporary Christian artist, even as outside of that spectrum as like need to breathe, Oceans plays when I create a station. That's the very first one. Oh. And I always, because I have heard this song enough and it was a great song when I enjoyed it, I always, in the very first 15 seconds of the song, Skip to the next song. Well, this is on you, Philip. All you have to do is say, don't play this song again. So you can't. So I could dislike it. But then you would feel and like you're about being that. judgmental. <laughs> so I thought about that. And maybe I can't remember if I did that finally today. It was like the last straw. I was very, very close. And I think I just said, you know what? I will give it another chance. I will skip it. But you know what it played next? A Miranda Lambert song. Oh, what? So th this is my problem with Apple Music is the way that I listen to music is it can't I, pin you down. I'm kind of a like I'm kind of like a shuffle all, but a shuffle all, and I want to discover stuff. So I very very often start a song. And I'm like a song gets in my head. I think of a song, so I'm gonna put that song on, and then I create a station for it. And I'm all right with skipping every now and then, but just to miss that far outside of the strike zone. And just had to have it happen repeatedly. This, yeah, this is a big, me. this is a big use case difference between us. You deeply care about discovery. I care not at all about discovering new music. I just, I don't like, I have the things I like to listen to and I have playlists and I, that's primarily what we listen to is playlists and, you know, shuffle through them. And I, you know, I, I don't discover a lot of music and I'm, I'm just okay with that because I think a lot of, I mean, pop music aside, it's all terrible and I don't really care about new pop music, but 
yeah, I'm just not as big into, oh, I really like this song. I want to hear other stuff like this and maybe I'll find my next favorite uh, artist or band. That's just not, that's just not a use case for me, but I get why that would be frustrating for you and how Spotify probably a lot better at that. All of them. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. So Google play music is really, really good. I mean, very few people I think have ever used Google play music. I only used it cause they had this like four month free trial um, around Christmas or around July 4th sometime, but Google play music. One of the great things they do is they're really, really creepy and they will, when you're at work, they will give you like, here's some good playlists to listen to while you work. When you get home, it's like, here's some good playlists to unwind after you've been working all day in the morning. There's like, here's some good, you know, wake, wake up, you know, not, you're not, not too rocking yet. Cause you know, you're not, completely awake yet still drinking your coffee you know so to me it's just ah it's just like not that hard it feels to be so much better (laughs) and to just notice that like this guy he doesn't dislike the song no but he's skipped the song so let's just stop let's just stop feeding him that one even though you know it fits the the general public you know when they want to create that station for that song but not for this guy. So just, I don't know, some more individualization. And I really, what pains me is that, speaking of discoverability, in iTunes radio, whoa, previous to <laughs> Apple Music, um, when, you, when you used to be able to get iTunes radio for free with uh, iTunes Match, which I paid for, um, iTunes radio had this gorgeous, wonderful slider. When you created a station... I think you created a genius station. I think they called them back then. When you created a station for a song, then you could slide it from like top 40 stuff like this song or deep cuts. Like there was all the way. To, so there were three settings. There was like on the far left was top 40 on the far right was like obscure stuff, you know, and in the middle was like, you know, a little bit of both and a, a mid range. And it was really, really good. <laughs> and then iTunes radio was just, not a thing anymore. I mean, it's very much, I think, how people very, very legitimately probably feel that got into Beats. Because some of the features that it sounds like they had in Beats were really, really nice to have. And it sounds like the the discoverability was like Beats, like like MO. Yeah. Beats music, not, not the Beats headphones, but Beats music service. And so it really just pains me that they're just swinging and missing so hard. Other- and, and because I have to have it because I'm going to have Apple music because I play so much music by asking Siri to play it, particularly when I'm in the car. Cause I got car play. So, I mean, it's just gold for that. And even when I'm in at my cube, like I'll just talk to my phone. My coworkers just stopped looking at me at this point. <laughs> um, so I, I'm going to have Apple music and probably something else that will work on the echo really. Cause we have echoes in the house and yeah, I just really wish Apple Music was better. The other appeal of a HomePod for me was, you know, the reviews about the sound quality were were up there. And so that was my primary use case for wanting one. I didn't really care about the things you could do with Siri on it, which not very many things anyway. Um, but it sounds great. Although I just, I don't know like what, what would even be in a new HomePod I just don't know like what the next evolution is for that product. Well, I think the evolution is 
a smaller version. Smaller, cheaper. I mean, especially with AirPlay 2 and the way that it works and and the way that I mean the way that the home the way that the HomePod analyzes the the room I just think it could go a, a, a really long way to you know filling filling your home by having in smaller rooms having a smaller HomePod and in bigger rooms you know having the regular sized HomePod I don't know I don't know if they'll go there. I mean, it's, it, it'd be interesting because the HomePod hasn't sold well. We assume. We don't really. Eh, we don't all, really know. All indications point to the HomePod not selling well. Um, I did my part. You did your part. <laughs> yes, you did. I didn't buy two, like some. Or three, like with DJ. <laughs> crazy crazies. Right. Um, but I really, I mean, I think a smaller version would be. Great, especially if shortcuts takes off, then to me, like the argument of they'll be able to make an argument that this, this is not, we're not making a sound quality argument for this one. We're making a a Siri argument for this one. And that's a great argument to be made because right now I don't know that the Siri argument is a great argument to be made. So I they really, I mean, one could argue over the price and one could argue over Apple prices for days and weeks and months and years. But at some point, if they really want to sell a lot of them, they're going to have to have a lower priced one, whether that's cutting the price of this one to $249, let us say. I mean, if that is even, I don't know how much more you would sell at $249 than $349. I mean, you might have to go more extreme than that and they're never going to go more extreme than that. Um, so I feel like you would just have to have a smaller version that has less and is meant for kind of smaller rooms. Cause for instance, like, you know, the echoes in particular have a whole range of devices, even like an alarm clock device, you know, um, that if you're going to have a, a home pod in the bedroom, it's almost a waste to have a large standard. Only I don't one know, they man. Sell right now. I took, I took ours Which is, into our room the other day and it sounded amazing. <laughs> it sounded so good in there. I mean, obviously it was at the same volume that I would have it in the living room. So I didn't have to turn it up, you know, like it seemed louder in a smaller room, which makes sense. But, uh, I was just, I was really impressed with how much it filled. And our, our bedroom, I mean, we've got a pretty high ceiling in there, but it's nothing like our living room is not huge, but it's it's pretty good, you know, good sized living room, but it's tall ceilings the whole way. And so it just doesn't, and we don't, you know, we don't crank it up to get it really loud unless we're just having fun. But I don't that's know. That's a that's a good point that it does it does sound incredible in a bedroom, I'm sure. It's just that I think if 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 they're to me, like where Echo and, and Google and, and all those devices are making a whole lot of money now is that they've got all these different sizes so that you can put them all over the house and they're different appropriate spots. And I could see people that get into the HomePod and maybe Siri shortcuts and as Apple Music, maybe it gets better that people want <laughs> you this. You just can't stop with that, can you? <laughs> people, want the, the, people want the Apple speaker service all over the house but that's not going to happen by them buying two or three or four, 
yeah. devices. That's that's not happening. That there's probably one place in the house that it really really makes a lot of sense for a, the large one at least. You know, maybe there's two places, but there's all sorts of different places, two or three different places where a smaller one would still sound great, still would fill that smaller room, and would give you all the access to Siri that you want and 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 all that sort of stuff. So it'll be interesting to see where they take it. So I did want while we're talking about the HomePod and we're talking about Siri and we're talking about how important Siri could be with Siri shortcuts and how much more useful Siri could be when you're talking to your watch, not having to actually you know, summon it. It's just going to always be listening. The other day in the car, I talked to my watch to send a message to my wife. And right after I sent this message to my wife, wait, 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 quick question. You were in the car, but you were talking to the watch why didn't you just use CarPlay? I was in the van. Oh, okay. okay. That's why my kids I'm were in the back. I got you now. So I was driving driving the kids around. I needed to tell Blair something. So I just pulled my watch up, said, you know. Ahoy telephone. Ahoy telephone. Tell Blair this, that, and the other. And my six-year-old in the back just all of a sudden goes, that was three sentences. And I said, well, that's, that's awesome. How did you know it was... Was it really three? I was like looking at my watch. Like, is she right? Was it three sentences? And she was like, well, you said period three times. And it just hit me just how insane it is that we still have to tell everything. I mean, this, is, this is true of like if you use Gboard, which I use Gboard and use that for voice sometimes too. Like you still just have to tell it every comma and every period. And if you ever use any other punctuation, exclamation point and question mark, or it just, it's not there. I mean, if you don't, you can, you can say, when are you coming home? And that is just obviously a question that can never be a statement. If it's those words together, that's always a question. And yet no assistant, no, no dictation assistant can just put a question mark at the end for you. You know, yeah. I mean, Grammarly, you know, you've seen Grammarly, you've seen yeah. ads for Grammarly, I'm sure, which just looks incredible. I mean, it looks awesome. And to me, like, that's just elementary. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's rules. Like, this is just programming one-on-one to me is that if I tell you, Siri, a compound sentence, like, you should be able to parse that out and throw that comma before the conjunction and not make me say it. And the problem is that I'm going to say it because I'm not sending a message Without that coming before the conjunction, well, that's I think, a personal problem. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the periods are not a personal problem because people that use no punctuation, it just becomes difficult. Like you just start like breaking up because you know you, you, your Stream relationship of got ruined. Yeah. Your relationship got ruined because you didn't understand the message right because because there wasn't the parsing um, needed there. So. That's crazy to me that that's still not a thing because it just seems like so suited to programming. It's just a set of rules that could be written with algorithms and now you don't have to say it and that'd be so awesome. I hope that I hope that comes soon. I hope you get your wish someday. That it, to me though I'm just like, well, I, I can't even understand how complex the you know I don't even know how you would write it to understand and to just automatically know when you're done. And like, it just seems really complex to me, but then, you know, you, you see what Google's doing with writing bots that can, can fool people and 
slightly fool people who who don't. So on one hand, I'm like, wow, that seems really complicated. But then I, I look at some of the other things that are happening in the world of technology and I'm like, okay, maybe it's not as complicated as I think it is. But like you said, nobody is really doing that. Well, let alone going back to this for probably the fifth or sixth time this episode. If watch OS five can just tell when I'm looking at my watch, but talking to the people around me versus looking at my watch and talking to my watch, if it's going to be able to tell the difference between those two things, surely it can tell when I guess, I guess one of the, one of the tough parts is that right now on the, on the phone, particularly when you pause, it just stops and, and, and processes it. You know, when you talk to Siri, if you have any silence and to me, it's kind of a frustrating amount of silence. Cause a lot of times I'm like trying to think of my next word and all of a sudden Siri is not yeah. listening to me anymore. It's interesting though, on the watch though, that it doesn't cut you off. Like when you send a, when you dictate a message to the watch, it'll sit there and listen to you until you tap it to stop listening to you. So I feel like just some, you know, a little pause, it could process that sentence you just said and either throw a question mark or a period at the end pretty easily. And that brings up a whole separate issue of what's wrong with Siri in general is just the inconsistency between the different devices and how, you know, how it can do certain things on one device, but not others. And me see that with the home pod too, like how limited it is there. And, I don't know. It just, why can't it be the same, you know, experience across all these different devices? You almost have to be like, well, okay, I know I can't ask it this here. So it's just, it's too complicated. <laughs> and I don't even know how that happened just now. I just engaged it on your, your phone. And for one, I'm not you. Our voices, I don't think sound all that similar. So who knows? This is a perfect example <laughs> Quite a bit of Siri. Quite a bit. Just now losing it. The biggest argument against doing that is that it's going to have, it's not going to be perfect. So you're going to get some extra stuff thrown in there. Whereas how they have it now, it's like, well, if you tell us to put the punctuation in there, it's there. Yeah. And if you don't, it's not there. Like what more do you want? That's like, on you, man. It's on you. Right. And we're not going to mess it up. You know, it can't be messed up by us because we're not trying to do anything with it. But the Siri team does not seem to sit around and go, well, that feature is not going to be perfect, so we can't do it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, dang. So I would say go for it. Make this as good as it can be, and it'll it'll miss it every now and then. But then I can just tell you, you know, how are you? I'm on my way home. I'll see you soon. That And just speak to it, you know, because to me, that is one of the, I mean, people talk about voice assistants and digital voice assistants. And how, well, when, are they, when will they really just be like having an actual assistant, Yeah. right? Well, you know, one thing they're going to have to do <laughs> is can you imagine talking to a real person and just saying your punctuation out loud? They would look at you like you're nuts. Yeah. Unless you're like Period. a reporter or Exclamation something. point. Old school reporter and had to dictate over the phone. But that, you know, that's a very specific example. Yeah. Quite. I mean, I think that's a... That's definitely a step we'll have to get to before it feels like, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Her? Is that, is I haven't that seen it? that movie. I haven't either, but, you know, Scarlett Johansson on the phone. Right. Just- yeah. So if, if Joaquin Phoenix was saying punctuation the whole time that he talked they to her. They would have fallen in love. It's not a very good movie either. Like, like however good of a movie it was. It's not winning any screenplay. It'd awards. be way worse. I can promise you that. Speaking of operating systems on a phone. 
iOS 12. We both succumbed to our desires of being in the beta. Uh, you waited until it was public beta. I jumped on an hour before, I guess, when it was still technically the developer's beta. But uh, I, I really felt like I wasn't going to do this. And I know I say that every year. And every year I just do it anyway. Why did you feel like you weren't going to do it? I just didn't want to mess with the hassle of even the little things. You know, even if it's not like a, a, a just a completely broken app, just all these little things that pop up that we're going to talk about. I just didn't want to deal with it. But there were certain things I wanted to have. And, and just the fact we're doing this show now, I just felt like, you know, it makes sense for us to do it so we can be able to talk about it and be able to help other people not do it. <laughs> so what, what, what did you most want to have? My guess, my guess is Memoji was what you most wanted. Not have. really. No, I really wanted, well, it's, it's like a catch 22. I didn't want it, but I did want it. And that was screen time, which is a very simple thing. And I mean, I don't even feel like it's, you know, really fully fledged yet. Because it, it kind of works strangely right now. I don't know if it's just because it's only been a few days. Um, every time I go to it in the app, it takes a while to load the data. I don't know if it's doing that for you as well. Um, it, it seems like it's struggling to keep up <laughs> and report back to me. Um, that was one of the main things. And then just getting to play around with Siri shortcuts, which they don't, the shortcuts app's not in there yet in this this version of the beta um but you can still activate some shortcuts and you're still getting shortcuts per se in in Siri suggestions um you know down in the in the in the search menu which have been actually <laughs> remarkably helpful a few of them uh it's it's definitely paying attention to the things that I do on the phone and it's serving up suggestions based on those um you know I use find my friends really only with Brittany. And so I'll use that a lot. Like, like last night she went out to, with you know, some girls thing and I'll always go and, and get her location and then set up a, just a notification when she's left. Right. So I just know she's on her way home. Um, it's so one of the suggestions when I pull down the search menu, the last few times has been, uh, find Brittany. So like it knows, and it's, some of them have been text, this person or so it's, it's definitely learning what I'm doing on the phone and serving up relevant suggestions. Um, but man, I, I'm ready for that shortcuts app to get in there so I can really, really deep dive with it. Uh, but yeah, the, the main thing I wanted to, to play around with was screen time and boy, oh boy, is it, is it a little depressing? My major problems with it so far have been around uh, messages. I've had a lot of issues, um, in messages, one of which I've submitted the others. I haven't yet. Uh, the biggest thing I noticed right from the start was that, uh, text message forwarding is not working between my other devices. So, you know, my Macs and iPad, and I'm not able to send SMS from those other devices either, which I mean is part of text message forwarding. So, uh, I'm, I don't know what's going on there. I filed that um, I've turned that on and off. I've turned that setting on and off and signed out and all that stuff. And, uh, it's, and then, uh, even <laughs> so another thing I've noticed is that when I'm sending iMessages, it's sending them from my iCloud account and not my number. There's definitely some strangeness 
going on yeah. there. That's been the biggest thing that I've noticed is is just those issues with messaging. And I'm sure, you know, as as uh, new updates come out, it, I'm sure that stuff will get resolved. I'm not to a point net yet where I'm like going to go and, and downgrade back to 11.4. Uh, you know, I don't really want to go through that hassle. Although I, I did, definitely did make my backup and did all of that to, you know, be ready to do that. Um, I've noticed a few different kind of glitches on notifications on the lock screen, not showing up correctly. Um, just kind of like being in weird spots and kind of overlapping on top of each other. I mean, that's been kind of minimal. Other than that, I mean, other messages is annoying. Like if I'm being honest, that, that is frustrating because, um, I'm, I feel like I'm missing things. Uh, in general, I feel like I'm missing some notifications. Uh, you know, I'm not getting my Slack notifications as frequently as I normally would. So there's, there's definitely some things that are not perfect, but overall in, in terms of just battery life, I've no, I've noticed no difference in, in battery life at all. Um, my phone got hot during installation. Haven't had any weird, you know, peaks and valleys. Uh, other than that, it feels, I mean, I think you summed it up best in, in our Slack. It feels a lot like iOS 11. And that's not a bad thing. I I haven't noticed any speed improvements. Um, you know, I know that that's something they've been really pumping with this release is performance, particularly for older phones. Um, you know, I have a 10, it's not old, but you, you would, they seem to sell it. Like you're going to even notice improvements on your, on newer devices too. It'll just be more, you know, noticeable on older devices. I haven't really noticed anything in that department you haven't felt like animations have been quicker i don't know i mean i i really don't i don't get the sense that anything's moving particularly faster um but that's probably just something i wouldn't pay attention to probably anyway i will i'll probably do a wipe uh a, a full restore to get on the developer beta because i will whenever watch os is is really reliable at all, I'll, I'll hop to it because I really want to. I really want to try this automatic yeah. Siri, um, and and I, I I love speaking of likes of iOS twelve. I love the group notifications. It's I I didn't even know how much I would love it, but I I do. It, it was almost it's it's a little bit like the uh, the notification settings and the and the notification settings within the notification that there are now that I haven't used yet, but I will. Cause I actually have been better and, and just got better pretty, pretty soon before WWDC totally wastefully at when, when something sent me a extraneous notification, I would go into settings into notifications, find that app. And then I would have to stare at the settings for a while to figure out what am I supposed to do? What did these settings mean? Because of the iOS 11 were very, very capable notification settings, but very, very cryptic, very hard to see like which, what does this switch do? What's I understand like temporary and persistent. That makes sense. Banners and, and that sort of thing. But okay. Lock screen versus notification center. What's the, but they've made it really, really graphical. And iOS 12, the notification settings are really graphical in iOS 12, which I really like. Um, you've got a choice between allowing notifications or not. 
period. I mean, that's always been there. But now they have a graphic that shows, do you want to see this on the lock screen? Do you want to see this in Notification Center? Do you want to see this as a banner? Or all three or any combination um, of, of those. And I think that's a great way to think about it. Cause I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's a, a combination of iOS 11 settings to where you would not see the banner, but it would come on the lock screen, but I could never tell you what that, how to get to was. that point. Just like that graphical piece, I think helps a lot. And I mean, even more for, for what I call lay people. And I, I call you that lay pretentious. People. No, 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 not pretentiously. <laughs> um, affectionately really. Um, so I, I really, I'm, I'm loving that really enhancement of, of controlling a notification yeah. that way. And I really love the grouped notifications. I, I, I didn't really realize how much it would bother me when there would be notification after notification, after notification, after notification, and I would just have to scroll all through them. And then if there were other notifications from other places, then those would get mixed in between. Right. And, um, uh, it would make me feel just kind of overwhelmed really quickly. And, You'd miss stuff. Yeah. And you would miss stuff too, for sure. Um, so I really, really, really love that. I did use the measure app for the first time today. Okay. Um, was walking around the office and we wanted to make some signs to match um, in a specific area. And so there was already a sign in that area. And, I, and uh, someone was like, well, we just need to know how you know what the dimensions are and i was like well let me show you <laughs> so you feel confident enough in it i did yeah all i just right. pulled it right up hadn't used it before at all and it was super simple you know you'd, you'd hover over a corner tap to set the corner and then you just move the phone up and until your next point and tap that and it just instantly as you're moving it starts measuring and giving you a number and uh seemed accurate to me. I mean, like I didn't get out a ruler we'll and, see. and test it. Uh it seemed like a accurate measurement to me. And um I was pretty impressed with it. I mean, it worked really well. It's a simple app, and you know, I don't know how many times I'll ever really need to use it, but it it the case presented itself today and it it worked like a charm. That's good. Yeah. Uh I, I used uh lyric searching in Apple Music today. Oh. And it was, it was really great. And, and really what it, I wasn't even trying a lyric search, which is interesting. One of the things that Apple music is terrible about another thing is approximate search. It's like, well, in iOS 11 and all previous versions, if you search for something that you would think was the song title, but isn't the song title, because the song title is something, some like very obscure line in the song. You know, some, some songs are like this where the chorus is, the same phrase over and over again, but that's not the title of the song. If you, uh, my experience is that if you search for that phrase in Spotify and all these other, you know, all, all these other uh, services, then it'll find that song because it knows when people are searching for that, they want this song. Apple Music seems like very, very literal and wants you to be like, well, if you wanted that song, why didn't you search for the song title? I don't understand. <laughs> but um, so this really just kind of totally uh, avoids <laughs> that that problem by now it's still going to be literal, but it's literally searching the lyrics, all the lyrics of the okay. song. So no problem if that wasn't. And that's just through the normal search. Yes. Yeah, so just, you do a normal search. I didn't even know this was a feature. <laughs> it's, it's really, yeah, it's really great. So, um, so I'm, I'm glad to have that and it, it avoids the problem that I, the, the, the workflow really that I often find myself in, which is that I hear lyrics to a song. I'm like, Oh, this is a good song. 
Sometimes I'll try to Shazam it and it's just not loud enough or it's not clear enough or Shazam just doesn't pick it up. And, but I, I heard lyrics, um, or a lot of times like I'll hear a commercial, I'll hear a song on a commercial and you can hear, you know, some line in the song. And, um, and if you search for it, so I'll go search for that line in Google and then determine what the song is. And now I can go to Apple music and actually search for that song or ask Siri to play the song. But now I do wonder if Siri can search for songs with lyrics. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing not, but um, I did today uh, find out, and I thought I had tried this in iOS 11. I'm almost positive I tried this in iOS 11, but maybe I didn't, is that when I was in the car listening to a song with CarPlay, hit my CarPlay Siri button and I went with it when I was using iOS 11 and asked it to share this song. And it was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Share, sharing a song. <laughs> What would that even entail? Um, but then I tried. So I was listening to a song today and I was like, oh, I really want to send this. I think it's to my sister um, when I was driving. And so, but I was using iOS 12. I was like, well, I'm just, I'm just going to try it, you know, see if, see if it works. So I try it and it was like, who do you want me to send the song to? I was like, this is great. It's a, it's a Siri improvement. That's just like totally under the surface. And when you try it, it works. So it almost disappointed me though, when I unplugged my personal phone, Plugged in my work phone and tried it and it worked on iOS 11. Uh, and I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I tried that. But I will say that we know that Siri is a, is a server service as much as it is a local service and that they make improvements to Siri in the back end. So, I mean, it, it could be that. I mean, it was, it was some number of months ago, two, three, four months ago that I tried this with iOS 11. So there's the chance that... There's a chance that it got a back-end upgrade. I don't know. I'm not sure about it. Are you saying Siri is capable of changing its core drives like a host? That was a hard transition. Hard left turn. Where are you in Westworld? I got to know. Personally, I want to have some kind of West Westworld-centric episode at some point, but you know, it's still fresh, well, right? And, I, and, and you haven't finished And yet. I'm in the middle of episode eight. Which is... Season two. A great episode. It is, by the way. Um, yeah, so man, you're uh, you're holding me back here. I I need you to over this next six days to. Uh, I don't know though. I don't know if we should wait even longer than that because what would a what would that look like if we were going to talk about an entire season of a TV show? Um, I I think so. The question becomes particularly for a show like Westworld, would it be better for us to, to do a, a season two, really season one, season two, since I mean, just a, a Westworld first two seasons episode after we've watched season two through ones, or would it behoove us? I need to watch to it watch again. season two to through again. And, and then I'm going to have to do that probably, and, but and I'm afraid if, if we do quite, that. I don't quite know what I'm getting myself into, but I'm guessing that I'm going to, I mean, because at this point I am, and I don't really remember like for season one, not to just totally spoil what we're <laughs> potentially talking about doing for season one, I felt like, I felt like I was lost on like, two out of the 10 things they were trying to do, but I was pretty connected with like eight out of the 10 things that they had going on mm. throughout the season. 
you know, and it started off with like two things. And then all of a sudden there was 10 things going on, but I was like, well, I understand eight of these, those two hope they hope they answer that. And they, they, did, a, they did a lot of answering. I'll give, I'll give them that much. Um, but this season there are 25 things going on and I feel like I've got my hands around like six or seven of them. And well, and then depending it, on the episode, it's like, Oh, I thought, I, no, now it's like five or five things that out of 25. That the I, other, the other challenge with this season is, you know, they wanted, they obviously wanted to have this multiple timelines thing again, like they had in season one. It's way don't, different. Don't you spoil a thing, sir. Well, all that to that say, that is not a spoiler yet, but all that yeah. I bring that up because that's what's made this season more complicated is because sometimes you don't even know at what point these things are happening and they keep switching so quickly that it's, it's hard to keep up. So that's an interesting point because I think we, I think we did talk about this in our inaugural episode zero um, was that. I never like season one. I did not catch on to those two different timelines and these um, very similar characters um, until they basically revealed it. I I, I didn't catch on to any of that, and I I enjoyed that just fine. I wasn't yeah feel like I should have. I mean, I thought they I thought it was I just I just just enjoying these two stories, and all of a sudden. They were not quite two stories. And that was interesting. I was totally fine with that. But I really felt like they really, like the way that they wrapped it up, really felt, things fell into place really solidly. I mean, it was like a great, great Tetris board that they built for themselves. This time, I feel like (laughs) this Tetris board is insane. And like repeatedly, I just have pieces falling and there is no place to put that and there would never be a place to, to put that piece. So, yeah. Yeah, it's challenging to say the least. In the finale, it it instantly made me want to watch the season again because you know, once things kind of fall into place like you say, you're just you you have you instantly want to go back and rewatch to try and pinpoint when certain things happened and I feel like I'll have a whole different read on the season if I watch it again. Now, some people might say that's crazy. Like, why would you have to watch a show again before you fully feel like you grasped what happened? I mean, if it's friends, then <laughs> right. you wouldn't. But right? exactly. That's kind of what Westworld is, right? It's a very layered and complex show to say the least. Um, so yeah, I, but I don't want to wait too long to talk about it with you because then I'm afraid we'll we'll never really get there. So I agree. I mean, listen, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be at the end. You got two and a half soon. episodes to to watch between now. Not and even Thursday. half. Two two and a quarter episodes. The finale is a good ninety minutes. So wonderful. Glad to hear that. <laughs> and don't miss the post credit scene. I I I've been watching. All of those. Um, I guess you're saying there's like a post credit show scene. Yes. Okay. To the That's finale. Yeah. So, have you been watching the like Inside Westworld, like how we created Westworld I ha- I features? Haven't. No. They are I've seen really, them on the app, on the HBO Go app. Really I good. I, and and they sometimes they 
reveal a little bit. Like they'll talk oh. about like uh, Lisa Joy or Jonathan Nolan will sometimes talk about like what they were trying to accomplish with that or why they did it that way. Um, not just from like a, a visual standpoint, but sometimes like we did it, we did it this way visually because this is how these characters interact with one another. And because we knew that this was going to happen later, so that's why we did it, you know, this way earlier, you know, it's kind of a foreshadowing that you didn't know about. But. Yeah. Well, that's your assignment, Philip, is to knock those episodes out before Thursday. I accept that assignment. Cause I, I got no one to talk to about this. No one. And I need, I need to decompress.